It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I don't have a number. I forgot again. It's my fault. Welcome in. It's episode number whatever you want it to be. It's a place in your mind like Kokomo. Jobbing out. Uh, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and in a little while, we will be graced with the presence of the main event as uh, AJ is going to join us here in a little bit to uh, chat about uh, how things have been going for him down in Orlando. Um, Before we do that, boys, um, I I guess we can start by trying to cover some things. I I don't know what AJ can and can't talk about, and sometimes I'm surprised by the things that he's willing to talk about. Um, So I I don't want to misjudge it, but... Obviously, there's been a lot going on away from the actual wrestling. And I I struggle with this, and I told you guys this this morning, specifically as far as talking about COVID things. Um, None of us actually have any clue what we're talking about. Um, And that's part of the problem with this, is that the majority of the conversations surrounding COVID is coming from people that don't know what we're talking about. And that's the overwhelming majority of us. So... I'm very uncomfortable really talking about this topic ad nauseum. Um, We know there were some positive tests. There are positive tests throughout the country. I don't know what the right and wrong things are, and I've gotten to a point where I no longer have an opinion about it. I think that there's got to be a lot of self-preservation, that you need to make decisions for yourself, and this is probably the libertarian in me, but I have no prevailing topic or take about any of these things. I will give you guys the floor if you want to discuss it. I mean, I, I, I'm a, I'm with you to an extent. I think that, you know, obviously it's a problem. It's a problem across sports. It's, you know, I, I think we're going to be as, you know, they try to start up all these other sports. We're going to be seeing more of these questions coming up. I think that it's very clear that, you know, COVID's still a big problem and it's going to cause problems for all of these things. Now, if you're going, as you said, we don't know what's going on. And as you said, there's self-preservation and there has to be some individual accountability involved with it. Um, at the same time, I think this is the biggest point where we've gotten, where we've go back to, okay, what is going on here? Like, how much is this going to affect what we're seeing? We don't know how many, we don't know who is involved. We know a few people who are involved with this, but if it gets to a point where there are, a dozen legitimate, you know, on-screen wrestlers involved, does that start to get to the point where we start to take a step back and we go back to, uh, you know, what we saw in the spring or beyond that? And I think from, you know, as as less of a moral judgment and more of a, okay, what happens next now is the interesting part to me. Um, I I, I hear you. Go ahead, For for me, it's the... For me, it's this. Here's the biggest issue. The biggest issue is going to be tied to the conversations that everybody's having with the NFL and Major League Baseball right now, which is, sure, like, we all talk We all talk at the baseline of this issue that's like, 
what if this person gets it and then they're around these people and they have to quarantine. The part that we're seeing happen that we haven't been talking about a lot is how many people are going to voluntarily take themselves out of the equation. And so I think that the more and more that, you know, there's other positive, you know, Renee Young is somebody that is around everybody. You know what I mean? So, like, I think the more and more that people like that start to test positive, star athletes starting, you know, rosters, then it becomes a question of if the leagues and, you know, in this case, WWE decide to keep doing the shows, what's that show going to look like when you have people of prominence that have to go away and people of prominence that decide to voluntarily go away because they can and they can afford to not be there. And obviously there's no repercussions for those people because it's people, you know, like Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and, and it's, it's going to start to be people that aren't Roman Reigns. And the more that people that aren't Roman Reigns do it, and, and and they aren't affected negatively, then other people are going to feel more comfortable to sit home. Um, to some extent, I think there's truth to that. I, I I would still go back to like the answer is testing, and that's why you know I, I think that I, I do fall into the category. I'm not look, I'm not a whack job, and I don't I you know I, I think there is an alarmist um, a feeling to a lot of this because like we do have the capacity to test. We have it. Um, we have the ability to test, and we have the ability to get answers fairly quickly. And it's a different problem from Major League Baseball, where like you need to play a game the next day. Like that's a completely different problem. Um, but in a situation where you're taping a bunch of shows in two days and then not taping again for two weeks, you have plenty of time to to get people tested and to have answers. Um, so I'm not I'm not as like I, I am not as of the belief that there's just going to be some sort of exodus, um, I think mostly we're still going to see healthy people that aren't at risk choose to perform and choose to work because most of us in the country have chosen to do that. Um, I, I don't know. Aaron, to your point, it's something that we talked about a lot on our sports show. Does there become a number where it just becomes untenable? Like, yeah, I mean, there's there probably is, but... What is that number? I would think in WWE, it's got to be a pretty significant number because you can always do what they're clearly going to do anyway, which is just say, hey, if we lose 20 people, we're going to call all of the rosters that we have and we're just going to put TV shows together with the, the, with the performers that we have and the hell with who's on Raw and who's on SmackDown and who's on NXT. We're just going to put shows together to keep putting shows together because we're just going to keep going for the sake of keep going. Now that does- Well, right. And, and, and how bad does that end up getting, though, like the, the conversation I had yesterday was about the NFL, and basically the person I was talking to was like, "What if in November, or even the Super the Super Bowl is like Trace McSorley versus whoever because everybody got COVID and couldn't perform?" Well, again, there's going to be a number. There's going to be a number that everyone's going to choose by which to say, "No, this is that we can't do this." Like there will be a number. I don't know what it is, but it won't be because of one superstar. And that's the thing that that sports people are trying to claim is that, like, you know, if LeBron James gets it, do you shut down the NBA season? No, superstars get injured all the time. And right. we had the NBA Finals a year ago. We just played them despite the fact that they were missing two superstars for for various portions of it. Like you still play it and you get a legitimate champion. But there's definitely a number. By which, if it becomes staggering, right? Like you're talking about literally having, you know, half of of the people that you're working truly test positive. Not necessarily just people that were connected, but truly test positive. Because other people that are connected have the ability to get tested and find out yay or nay. 
Um, again, different conversation. We're talking about baseball because baseball, you have to play games every day, and not every test gets you an answer within a day. So that's a different conversation. Um, but for these things, I, I, I don't. It, it's to me, it only becomes about it being such a staggering number that it becomes completely untenable of positive tests in order to make it work. And that still seems very unlikely that we're ever going to reach those numbers simultaneously. It still seems like the math would suggest, again, I'm not, I'm making sure, I am not a fucking expert in any way, but the math would still suggest that it seems unlikely that we get to that point. It is incredible that we have a potential patient zero to infect both companies. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's it's certainly ironic, right? Like, I don't know if that's what I'm, like, it's, it's certainly... Um, you know, it, it's, there's gotta be a lot of people who are sitting back like, oh, really? Like, really? Of all of them. Correct. Of all of the people that could have possibly tested positive, this would be the way that it would go. Now, for what it's worth, like, kudos to, to, to Moxley for doing the right thing, even if he doesn't test positive. The right thing is, I'm not going to show up today. And again, he has the ability to get tested and find out, and if he's good, then he can go do, uh, you know, in two weeks or whenever it is. I don't know when they're taping Fighter Fest. Um, so whenever- I believe everything's supposed to be live, I think. Really, that that can change, obviously, but I think I that, mean if they haven't taped it yet, it's like one week from yesterday, right? Well, no, it's two weeks. It was going to well, be on his, the second. Yeah, night. his his match was going to be in uh, the, the two weeks from last night, right? Oh, got it. Yeah. So, but the point is, they have time. They have the benefit of time to go get tested, to get an answer, and to make sure that you're quarantining away from your wife. Like that's the that's the way that other married couples have had to do this in order to make sure that they can make things work. And it's not ideal, and nobody likes it, but. That's the reality of the circumstances. So the right thing to do in the short term is I'll miss this week. And, yeah, it sure would have been a bummer if it had been Fighter Fest, although I'm not really sure that any of us would have been all that mad if we lost Moxley versus Brian Cage. It's not that great of a sell and that great of a match. Um, but, you know, you can... But it's a promoted title match. Correct, 100%. It would have been a bummer for them if they would have lost that. But they didn't. They were able to get out in front of it. And they were able to do something in the meantime, and it worked out for them that they can have an answer. And again, testing is the answer. The answer is testing, as we said all along. I testing mean, I, is the I answer. Guess, yeah, and I guess to your point, like... It's well stated. <laughs> well, Brandon, you don't, you don't know that you're cutting out right now, so we got to try. <laughs> we're talking WWE. He was there for a second. He was there for a second. The but he's they the, could have lost. Already. All right. No. The shame of it I is that, that, that they've already lost. They lost, which was great. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Move on. Move on. Yeah, we tried. I, the shame of it is it might have been your best point ever. It might have been the finest point you were ever going to make. I said, I said they've already lost Reigns and Goldberg, which was the biggest thing they could have lost. So anything else they lose, ah, right? Yes, them. yes, absolutely. The the match that everyone wanted for eternity. The match that they wanted. I'm yeah. very aware of that. They're very aware of that. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. And again, I'm not trying to be dismissive of it. I'm not trying to say it's not a topic. I get it, but I I just I think. I think we know what's going on. They're going to work to make things work. Now, there are other problems, right? Like, the word that they weren't actually testing for a while, that's a problem. Yep. A problem. There's no getting around that. That's a problem. Um, You've you got to be testing, period. Testing, 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 testing. If you want to be doing stuff like this, 1,000%, you must be testing. And then you operate based on what the result of that test is. And sure, um, the other issues that we talk about, the asymptomatic, you know, the... 
the guys that have no idea that they came into contact and then they were in contact with people who are at higher risk, of course, that's a problem. Which is why you have to be testing right. over and over again. Absolutely. 1,000%. That's why you got to keep testing, and that's where we are. Now to the other uncomfortable and unfortunate topic. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but we have watched uh, a movement play out in the professional wrestling world. Remind me what the, 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 the hashtag is. Speaking out. Speaking out. Um, the speaking out movement has played out and um, has involved some very prominent figures in very different capacities um, and different stories that have been told, things that have come up, some people that truly appear to be just evil people, some people that have done questionable things that, that do have to pay a price because of it. Um, I don't ha- Again, I don't have a blanket statement to make about this. I'm glad that, that people are speaking up about terrible things that other people have done. That's, that's a good thing, and I, and I think that those people deserve support um, and deserve to be commended for their willingness and their bravery to speak up and say things. I, I don't think that every issue is black and white, and I think that we know that as a functional society. Not all of these issues are black and white. And, like, for example, you know, obviously a lot of people notice the, the Sammy Guevara thing. They dig up this, this old audio of him... Um, suggesting that he would want to rape Sasha Banks. It's anybody with a brain knows that's not okay. Like you, you can't hide that. And like I was trying to be funny. It's not. No, we're we're, we're smart. We've been smarter than that for a long time. Like it, you can't even hide that in like, hey, times have changed. No, they didn't. They not not in the last that two was four years. years ago, correct. Yeah. Like no, no, that wasn't okay four years ago either. We knew better. We knew better then. And again, obviously, where Sammy Guevara was in his life. He probably wasn't thinking of the ramifications of something like that. But there have to be. There has to be some sort of ramifications for something. You can't just have that surface and say, well, you know, we don't know. Uh, it was old, so we're not going to do it. You have to do something. And so it's the right thing for AEW to step up. It was the right thing for, you know, Sam and Guevara to take accountability for it and apparently have a conversation with Sasha Banks. And I think we can separate that and say Sammy Guevara did something really stupid versus other people who are truly evil and need to be, you know, quote-unquote, canceled from the wrestling community. Yeah, I think that, you know, not everybody needs to be fired. Everybody, everyone who's brought up does need to be investigated. And, you know, this goes back to what we were saying two months ago with the Velveteen Dream situation, which now, you know right back in the forefront there. Um, this needs Everything needs to be taken very seriously. Everything needs to be looked into. But no, not everything needs the exact same punishment. A lot of people do need to get out of wrestling. A lot of the people no who question. are being brought up and a lot of the people are already, you know, we're starting to see uh, organizations completely uh, fold because of the people at the top. It, it's are, sad. It's like yeah. the Shakara thing. Like, we can just talk about it. The Shakara yeah. thing is unbelievably sad. It's incredibly yes. sad to watch this unfold. I'm not going to pretend it like it saddens me as a fan that I, the Joey Ryan is over, man. It's over. Like it has to be over. I, 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 at least for a long time, you know what I mean? Like, I think Joey Ryan is over. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, there's no getting around this. Like, this is not gray area. This is no, you're evil. Like, like, and, and even if you eat, like, no matter what the real story is there, what he does is not doesn't work anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could definitely never be the Joey Ryan character again. There's no anyway, question about that. Like, you know what like, I mean? Is like, there even w- if, 
let's say all this is a big misunderstanding, which I, it obviously does not look like it. I mean, considering say, with 15, 20 people coming correct. out. Right. But just to make a point, like his character is just icky. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like it was funny before and now it's really No, not. no, no. You know what I mean? The, the character's over. It's, it's, it's dead no matter what. But yes, yeah. uh, the preponderance of evidence would suggest that Joey Ryan, the performer, is over too and needs to be over as well. Um, now, again, obviously everybody has the, the right to try to, um, you know, tell their side of the story. And, you know, he didn't appear to really deny necessarily um, the allegations. And, and I, it, look, there, there's a lot of bad apologies over the course of the last week. There's a yeah. lot of bad apologies. But that's also in part because we've lost our capacity to apologize as human beings. We don't understand what an apology is. Um, I have to deal with this a lot. Like I've been trying to teach my son what an apology is right now, and the word "I'm" the words "I'm sorry" must always be followed by "I." I'm sorry, I blank. Not I'm sorry you were offended. Yeah. Not I'm sorry you took it this way. Not I'm sorry if no. I'm sorry I. Otherwise, it's not an apology. <laughs> like if you're not acknowledging that you did something wrong. If it's not, I'm sorry. Somebody would say you could say I'm sorry for. That's fine. So you can say it that way. But it, it can't have but there. Correct. Either. It can't have anything that would disqualify it in any way. Or it's not right. an apology. And there are. That's what we do now. All we do is try to pretend like we're apologizing when we're not apologizing for anything. We're not acknowledging. Um, I say this all the time. Like, look, there are times where I might say I disagree with you. I didn't. Like, I didn't do that. And because of that, I'm not going to apologize. I'll tell you, like. I, I can I'm willing to listen to what it is that you said or something along those lines, but I'm not going to apologize because I didn't do that, right? But like if it's going to be an apology, it has to begin with an acknowledgement, an acknowledgement of doing something wrong. I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry for my actions. Not I'm sorry if or not I'm sorry um but none of that. Anything that would disqualify in any way. It's that's not an apology. Like what the fuck are yeah. we doing? And the other thing, and and something that we've been seeing across some of these apologies, and apologies doesn't necessarily make things right. No, no. Like there, there's all you know. One of the one of the things I've seen on at least three different of these fairly high profile ones. I'm sorry. I've been working on myself. I've been going to therapy. I have to put in a place that you know that makes me better. Well, you know what? That's fine. But you have to be gone, anyways. Right, like it doesn't. It just the idea that like, oh, I've I've recognized these things and I'm improving. Like, no, motherfucker, you have to pay a penalty. There has to be a price paid for being a terrible person. That's the way that this works. Um, some of these things, and as and as, as is always, the reaction and comments to these things has been absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, the worst of the worst. Like, like say we're all awful people. Yeah, like <laughs> we're all terribly awful people who try to defend things in certain ways. Look, I. I, I do think that, that there is room, and I, I say this all the time, there's room sometimes for you to not have an opinion, right? There's room sometimes for you to say, I think this might be complicated, and I don't necessarily have an opinion about it. I, I, I know that in society, we try to, to force things, and I think there are things where there is no room for that, right? Like, we talked about that recently with Black Lives Matter. There's no room for you to have any opinion other than that Black Lives Matter. If you have any differing opinion than that, you have no room in a functional society because you have to understand what it is that you're saying. You're suggesting that the lives of individuals do not matter. You have no room in this society. But I do think when it comes to topics like this, there are times where, like, we could learn a lot from maybe just not saying anything on Twitter. Maybe be willing to say, like, 
I don't fully understand this. It doesn't involve me, so I don't need to have an opinion about it. It needs to be sorted out by the people that are involved, and I don't need to say anything. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's, it's, it, you're completely, we're all, it was it that people say, it costs zero dollars to be a decent human being. Um, all you got to do is sometimes, sometimes there's no gray area. Sometimes I have to sit here and say, this sucks because I'm a Joey Ryan fan, but there's, there's no gray area here. Joey Ryan's got to go. Like, I, there's, 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 there's too much. But some of these things I think we can sit back and say, I don't know. I, I've seen what people have said. I, there's, it's gray area for me. I think I feel a certain way, but you know what? I'm just not going to say anything and allow it to play out. And, you know, there are times where that's okay. There are times I, I've, I've never hit, I'm very uncomfortable. I, I don't like the New England Patriots because I, I'm from Baltimore and they're the New England Patriots, right? When the New England Patriots played the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, I wasn't certain that I could root for the Kansas City Chiefs because I think Tyreek Hill is truly an evil person. And I'm very uncomfortable with Tyreek Hill being celebrated because everything about him suggests he's not just a questionable guy or somebody that might, he might just be an evil person, right? right. I, I, I think there is room that we can say some of these people truly appear to be evil. Some of these people appear to be people that did dumb things. Yeah, uh, Aaron, you know that I like uh, Brandon Stroud, right? Like I, yes. I read uh, with Spandex for years. I, I hung out with him in Vegas last uh, October. Brandon Stroud's an evil person, man. Yeah, like one hundred percent. He has to be canceled. There's no, there's no gray area there for me. Like, there's no, you know. Here's the other side of the story. Nope. It's the totality is is pretty black and white, man. He is an evil fucking person, and there's no room for for anything else there. And that sucks. Now, I no, I, admittedly, I've not read their content in a long time. Well, I got too much actual actual wrestling it, that I got to take in. Yeah, but we follow him on Twitter. I think all of us do. And I think particularly what he posted, because I read that before I read what, why he, he was posting it. And oh, it the was apology? like, oh, wow, what a well, terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, his I, his apology and, and the other one that was, and that's kind of what I was talking about with the, you know, I'm trying to make my life better. Him and David Starr's apology were very I'm not similar. that person anymore. It's like wait, why are you saying all this stuff? And then, it went, and then, you know, not just me going back and finding like what the reaction was to, but then like the people's response that know him or have worked with him before sort of val- <laughs> validated how oh, no, no doubt. Right. we were reading. Right. And that, at that point, like, again, somebody still has the right to try to prove people wrong about something, but when the evidence is so overwhelming, we're going to, we're going to like, we can always, um, I'm trying to make the, we can always get, you know, correct it later, but there's no room for us to sit in right now and say, no, we gotta, we got, we got enough. We got enough to say for the moment, we got to stop this. And that's the way it's got to be, um, for the moment anyway. And I, again, the totality of the evidence would suggest that never changes. Like that's, this person is just truly evil. Um, but if somehow that's disproven down the road, then we can, we can flip reverse course, uh, at that point. But in the moment, no need for gray area. Obviously the most, this came to a head on Friday because of the Matt Riddle situation. And, and that's one where I'm willing to listen to the idea that it might be a little bit more complicated. And I still don't know what the correct answer is. And it certainly was awkward as hell 
watching on Friday night, right? Yep. Like watching everything unfold and then turning on SmackDown and seeing that scene and seeing him tweet and the whole deal. It was awkward. And but seeing him go over AJ Styles and have basically one of the best debuts of the past three years yeah. after that day. Yeah, it was awkward, but I think that it's great. Like, I, what we've learned, I'm willing to listen to the idea that there's gray area there. Not telling you I feel strongly one way or the other. I don't. But I think there might be more gray area than we realize, and that's part of this process to me. And, and as we have a reckoning as a society... I think we have to deal with that. The fact that sometimes there is gray area, even in topics like this. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it was incredibly awkward. And it was a situation where, you know, even if this was, you know, I, mean, well, I don't know about 100% fact, but because they had dedicated so much of it, like, it would have been really hard to edit him out of the show. This wasn't a situation where it was live and they decided to do that after. They had already filmed 40 minutes, you know, a third of the show revolving around Matt Riddle. It would have been really hard to take him out. So it's hard to blame WWE too much for running it, even if it did, you know, take what should have been a celebratory thing. Like, we've been waiting for so long for Matt Riddle. It was the perfect debut. That should have been a celebratory thing. And instead, it became very awkward. Um, I think, as you said, there's gray area. One of the things I do, I'm curious in seeing going forward in, is how does this change wrestling? Obviously, I think from the bottom up, something has to change in wrestling. I think that, you know, in, in my mind, one of the things that really hasn't been brought up much, but I'm curious about, you know, going back to the Velveteen Dream thing, we, we had said two months ago, if you let him wrestle, you better be damn sure of it. Clearly, they weren't damn sure of it. Will there be any consequences to it? And what are they going to do going forward to make sure it doesn't happen again? Um, how is this going to change wrestling? And I think that that's, uh, you know, going from a non let's go through the list and who do we need to cancel? That to me is probably the most important thing for wrestling going forward. How do we change wrestling to make it so this doesn't happen again? Um,. I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer, man. Like, you know, that's the reality is I don't have the answer. I don't think any of us do. Um, I hear you, right? Like, I, I, I hear you. It's, I, you know, when we talked about it the first time, I talked about the comparison to, to what happened with the Ravens years ago, right? Like, I, you, you, I don't know. I don't, man, I, I hate, I feel like I'm copping out. I don't know. I don't, I just don't know. These things come up in moments and... Do you, do you immediately, anytime anything is suggested, rip up everything you're doing? I guess somebody would say that's the collateral damage that has to exist in society, right? That, yeah. Like, what, what you're doing is not as important as, as real-life accusations, right? Like, that's, somebody would say, like, you need to be willing to look at that, right? Like, and there's probably truth to that. There probably is. But um, there are plenty of people. There are plenty of people who have been falsely accused of plenty of things. Um, By the way, this is I don't think this is like systemic wrestling problem. This is this is a public figure entertainment sure. industry problem. I mean, you know, I, I don't when, yeah. whenever we say something has to change and, well, it's in a wrestling, societal I mean, problem. Not no big question. Enough. Something no has question. to change in society. All right. Yes. All right. But we're Hang we're dealing on. with our little bubble. 
All right. right. Uh, I think I think we just had uh, a superstar check in. I think maybe I <gasps> managed to make that work. Uh, a superstar. The main event. Hey. And Brandon's child. <laughs> At the exact same time. I was going to say, who's the superstar? Quarantine problems. AJ Francis, a.k.a. Frank. Frank. Frank is back. The main event is here with us on Jobbing Out. It's been a long time, what, bud. Hold on. What did you call me? What did you call me? I said the main event. Well, no, that's not it. It's. Do the bit. Go ahead. You do it, Glenn. Uh, wait, what am I doing? I'm doing the main event. The vent. main event. Vent. 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 You already did that. You already there did that bit. Is. You already there did is. that bit. You already did that bit. Yeah, but you got to do the bit, too. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. My apologies. What's going on, pal? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I just got uh, my second COVID test. Uh, I was negative the first time last week. Haven't really done anything, so, you know, I'll be negative more than likely again <laughs> tomorrow, and then I'll be able to be uh, part of the uh, filming of uh, Ron Smackdown coming up. Kind of bullshit. They don't give you time to study for the test, though. I got to be honest with you. They just force it on you, man. Like, they're like, yeah, they for, more like they force it in you, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell us about that. Like, how, how often have you had to get tested? Um, you know, like. Uh, I've been tested. Uh, I got tested last week once uh, there was a scare, um, and then I was negative. And then now, because we're filming again, we're going to get tested again. And I'm assuming going forward that we're just going to have to, because this is the first time we've done anything since the last test, and they still made everybody test again. So I'm assuming now, going forward, that we're going to have to get tested before each and every taping. Every set of tapings, you guys will get tested. And you guys, have been they've been taping like two weeks at a time, right? Yeah. So you know, I've taken things out in advance. So I'm very well expecting to have to get a swab shoved in my nose over and over and over again. I mean, but that's what it takes, right? Like it's you know, you, we gotta be safe, don't we? Like the idea is yeah. you go get tested and- I would I would much rather take the test and know that everybody I was around took the test than be like, hmm, I wonder if they got the Rona. <laughs> By the way, you're the only single man in our group. What's it like being single in the time of Corona? Um, you know, because I have a sterling image, I'm going to answer that <laughs> off the air. But, but I'll just say uh, it has been... Very interesting. <laughs> it's a tricky time. Are you more are are you more worried about the Rona or the Rhea? <laughs> uh, definitely more worried about the Rona. Yeah, I mean, come on. What what are, what are you accusing this man? Because I stand I stand around way more people than I you know. <laughs> come on, that was good. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a decent, it was a decent swing. It was, you know what I'm saying? I, it was probably, it was probably, it was more like a pop out. You know what I'm saying? Pop fly. I wouldn't, wait, I wouldn't on. consider. Wait, I would, I would give that was you a decent contact. Was a no, I would give you. It's one of those balls that, like, when you're at the stadium, off the bat, everybody got really excited about, and then really quickly realized it dies. That, yeah. It dies at the warning track. <laughs> no, it, infield single. I should have been out, but I made it the first. Uh, I don't know. Okay, he ran it out. He ran it out. Respect. Ty goes to the run. <laughs> Dude, what is it like having to stand through? Okay, so how long? When you guys do two episodes, 
how long does it take to do those two episodes? And is there any point at which you're like, bro, I love the fact that I'm doing this, but it's wearing on me a little bit. I mean, obviously we get tired after a long day, but it's like, uh, we'll film like, you know, uh, we'll film like three hours, then we'll get a break and then, uh, we'll get to eat good grubs and then we'll film three more hours and then, uh, uh, will be out. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I know all these people keep complaining about it to, like, dirt sheets and all this other shit, and it's like, no, we, bro, we already know. You, we already like, know. AJ bro, was the one. <laughs> it's like, bro, no one cares. Like, if, if you don't... Only people that don't like wrestling really care that, about it. Like, like, if you enjoy professional wrestling, like, if you really love this business, like, you're. it's not like we're standing there and... I, I'm st- I'm standing there watching the same Raw and SmackDown I'd be watching, you know, in my right, living room. Right. So then, thus, I don't then have to go and watch it. You know what I'm saying? Literally, the only difference is that you're standing. And considering, you know, you're a professional athlete, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, listen, we know AJ was the one bitching at the dirt seats about having to stand through a 40-minute Daniel Bryan-AJ Styles match. What I... a tragedy. I uh, there's one thing I've said and I've said it once I've said it a thousand times. It would it I'm never a rat. I never have been. I never will be. But <laughs> if there if if something ever were to be reported by the Rolling Stone and Aaron Oster, that came from me. <laughs> he, he, only, he only leaked it to the top sources. If it doesn't come from Aaron Oster, it didn't come from me. Literally remember that when AJ signed with the Redskins practice squad, Aaron definitely reported it like he was a reporter and not literally a friend. Like he by, definitely... the, by, the, by the way, AJ just gave Aaron carte blanche to make shit up about Absolutely. Him. <laughs> and then <it's> right. <laughs> everyone will know it's, it's true. It's so funny. Oh, I mean, I also, as we've all been very well averse to, I have no problem calling Aaron a liar. In that public, is also so. true. It's <laughs> also completely factual. 100% accurate. Of course, um, the last time he called fake news was when Charlotte completely destroyed his life, and he called fake news. It was that, so. fake news. First of all, Charlotte was not looking at me. She was looking at the person next to me, which is so obvious if your objective is not to say that she was looking at me. I mean, that's not how I saw it. I got to be honest with you. I saw it <laughs> exactly. the same. how the WWE account saw it. Uh, no, you just couldn't see the girl because she's literally five foot one. <sighs> I'm sure that's the story. I'm sure that's. Oh, I'm sure God. that's it. I'm I mean, that's sure the that's reason it. you haven't been on since then, right? Yeah. Uh, no, the reason I haven't been on since then is because I am too good for it. No, it's just uh, they, they they suck. They like to shuffle people around, man. So it's like no. I, I meant on, on the show. I figured you've just been in kind of mourning for about a month now. No, it's more so just I really stick out. So it's obvious when I'm there all the time. We were so they shuffle people around. Yeah, you know, so it's so funny you say that. We were talking about this with um, it's Jordan, who's been working with the the ninjas recently, right? <laughs> and How like, do you know? That's why. That's racist. You think every seven <laughs> foot three black dude is the same? It's so much worse. It's so much worse than that, AJ. It's so much more racist than that. Last week I was like, who is that? Is that Baba Tunde? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's really racist. Oh, God, it was so that's, racist. That is it was super so racist. racist. Cancel Glenn Clark I, Radio. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. This is why when people say racism is racism isn't real, I know that's not true because even well-intended people are inherently racist. That's the yes, way that Glenn Clark is a racist and. Everyone should boycott his radio you show. You can't wait a second. You can't pretend like in two weeks that that isn't Jordan, though. That's my problem, right? Like you've introduced him now. You can't put that back in the bag and be like, we've never seen him on TV before. Like we totally have. No, it's gonna be. Uh, I can't wait for it to be me. It'll be so great. That'll be the greatest <laughs> reveal of all time. <laughs> So oh then you just god. got way shorter. Oh Weird. my god, I would be so happy if that were the case. If just one day suddenly it's you. Oh my god. I wouldn't even be mad then. I wouldn't even be remotely mad. If Brandon, are you jogging? I think he's going to die. I'm nervous about him. He's not oh listening. shit, I thought I was muted. No, oh, you definitely god. weren't. And <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to you. Brandon's like, Brandon's just like... <sighs> It reminded me of the time AJ was definitely having sex during the show. 100% having sex during the show. I don't think we ever actually addressed it on the air. I think we, we saved it for off the air. 1,000% we heard the voice of the young lady. Yeah, we could hear the woman's voice i am certain i will go to my deathbed with certainty <laughs> that aj that day think, said okay let's be let, let's be clear you, you mentioned uh that i am the only single person on this show correct do you think that there's only been that's the only time there's ever been a woman no 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 i just dis- there's I, a woman here right now i believe that <laughs> Cassie, come here i Cassie. Oh, she, she's in the bathroom. I, just more proof, more proof that you are full of malarkey by, and minutia. By the way, I was so mad when you posted the don't. Okay, so I'm obviously an old white guy and know nothing about the internet. So when you posted the don't leave me challenge the other day, I was really Cassie, hoping. Just say hold on, just say hi and say Glenn Clark is an idiot. Hi, Glenn Clark's an idiot. Well, that's congratulations. You're the five thousandth woman that's told me that this week. That's- <laughs> <laughs> he said you're the five thousandth woman that's told me that. So, <laughs> when you posted the "Don't Leave Me" challenge the other day, in my heart, I was like, I hope he's going to be like singing of the Blackstreet song. Like that's legit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in my mind? My favorite thing is like my favorite thing is like so that really like blew up on the internet like two weeks ago, and now everybody's like doing their own versions of it, right? So then like I posted mine, and people who clearly aren't hip and aren't like with it are like these jokes weren't even funny, and I want to be like you, dude. Idiot. Yeah, that's it's literally a- the point. It's right. like the corniest possible thing that you can do. Like that's the whole gimmick of the joke and people were like oh i forgot to laugh i'm like dude you forgot to matter in real life get out of my mentions, please. you also forgot to have fun you asshole All right. yeah um okay so we still haven't just tell the truth you might have had women around every week it's possible i know i know that week you were having sex i know you that were i know you true. were I, I was listening would i, I lie to you yes I you think just no. You lie all the time to us. No, no, no. no. Here's I what I would say. That. I don't think you would lie deceitfully. 
I think you would lie for the sake of proving me wrong. I think that you <laughs> would getting over one of us Man, would mean more to you. You prove yourself wrong all the time. I don't need to do extra duty. <laughs> or is he lying around it? Like he wasn't technically having sex. Oh, oh, I believe that. I believe that. I specifically said that she was there, but I was not doing anything. <laughs> but was oh, she doing mean she something. wasn't doing something? Oh my god, you guys are childish. No! I do. You, you think that I would give you idiots the ammunition? Understand that when I was working as a disc jockey at the legendary WHFS, my boss at the time, Tim Virgin, told me, Understand, son, you're not a disc jockey until you've done a shift while having sex in the studio. And I and said, That's why disc jockeys are out of business. Correct, we are gone. <laughs> we are dead. <laughs> and again, that was my boss, who was the king jock of all of rock radio. Like, he was the biggest jock on the planet. And the first thing he told me, and he won't even be mad at me today, because he would admit to it. If, if, you, if you came up to him, you'd say, yeah, I said that. I 100% said that. He said to me, son, you're not actually a disc jockey until the first time you have sex in the middle of the shift. And so I thought that was like a demand. I thought that meant, like... I'm going to get fired if I... Correct. And so literally that weekend, I showed up with a young lady for my... And this is when I was doing 3 to 6 a.m. was the shift at the time. I showed up at 3 a.m. with a young lady, and, like, the jock that had been on before me, who's now on DC 101, good guy, friend of mine named Mike Jones, um, said to me, like... Yeah, thank you. Don't act like you don't know the name. Um, he Ooh. said, <laughs> we can keep doing this. I don't remember the number though. What's the number? Eight, eight, six, two, eight, eight, one, three, three, oh, eight, zero, zero, four. Hey, Mike Jones up on the low. Cause Mike, Mike Jones, Jones about, about the blow. blow. All right. Yes. We can do that forever. I'm good on that. Um, but Mike was like, who's that? And I was like, I, my homework assignment. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude, that was the way it was. So I have, I have lived with the assumption that it was a similar scenario. Like, you had never had sex during the show, so you needed to check that off your list at some point. I, okay, let me, let me be as clear and abundantly purposeful as possible. I don't need you idiots involved in my uh, sex checklist. Well, I didn't need to have sex in a church at any point in my life, but it was on the list, so I did oh, it. Oh, my God. On, man, <laughs> the closest I've ever been to that is church parking lot. I was 18 <laughs> and I probably, probably almost got arrested for sure. Um, we peeled out at the right time before the police showed up, but yes, church parking lot is the closest I've ever been to that assumption. See, why would I admit that and then come over and then say that? that didn't because it's exactly. about proving us wrong, that's what this is. It's about <laughs> getting over on us, Glenn, so much. <laughs> What's going on, bud? Everything good? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good, man. It's just I'm um, down here just waiting, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all. Uh, just the good thing with the that's the only good thing that's come from the Rona is that I don't really I'm not like a, I'm like a homebody. I like to play video games and relax and chill and i like go out and hang out like go to bars and clubs and stuff if it's like somebody's birthday or like a special occasion something like that but for the most part i like to chill in the crib so then now that i have to chill in the crib i'm like bet this is great 
especially now, like, we can't really be, I can't really be out and about and then risking, you know, getting somebody sick at WWE. Like, half the people that make the decisions at WWE are in the high-risk uh, age yeah, bracket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, if there's one thing I will, I refuse to do is to get Vince McMahon sick. I refuse. Imagine, could you, you imagine, imagine if you were that oh guy? Oh my god, the oh nuclear god. heat that would be on you for the rest of your life. For my rest of my life, not even just the fact that I got him sick. It's like, dude, like, no, I thought about this the other day. Like, and obviously this is going to come off, oh, shut up. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. Before I worked with WWE, I felt the same way. For the last 30 years of my life, no singular person has more had more influence on my life other than, like, my father than Vince McMahon. Holy shit. I've literally, I've literally spent my entire life being a part of his dream and his, like, vision every week, traveled all across the world. I've watched wrestling in other countries. I've been to five WrestleManias with you idiots. I've been to WrestleMania. Like no singular person has affected my life more than probably my father, uh, other than my father, than Vince McMahon. So what kind of dickhead would I be to get him sick? Nope, not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I was about to, if you would finish that sentence by saying Ron Killings, then we would have agreed. When you said no one's had a bigger <laughs> impact on me in the last thirty of my years, I was waiting for you to say then Ron Killings. I was like, me too. Like, yeah. we're in the same boat. We do know our truth is is definitely your Vince McMahon. Oh, but a hundred percent. Our truth should be WWE champion right now. Oh, Let's never forget that. I, don't, I mean, he should always be WWE champion. No, but I mean, he won yes. the winner take all match. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. He should actually be the WWE champion at the moment. Um, all right, uh, favorite things for you, right? We'll go, we'll go across the board. Let's do uh, best and worst of late. Give me your favorite okay. things that you've seen. Give me the things that, uh, you know, you're like, meh, not so great. Uh, AJ, you can start. Um, I'll say my favorite things that I've seen is that triple threat match last night for the North American title, Keith Lee, um, Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor. Not only did it tell an incredible story throughout the match, but it was just those guys are consummate professionals. That match was incredible. I loved it. Um, I also Io Shirai when she won uh, the NXT title at Takeover, like her jump off of that house was like incredible. I was like watching her climb. I was like, there's no way she's about to jump off this house. There's no way she is about to jump off this house, and she did, and it was incredible. The whole match was dope. Uh, worst thing that I've seen recently, probably the resurgence of racism. Not really a big fan of that. <laughs> um, I can't believe that yeah. you won't put racism over. I mean, that's just what I mean. Come on, man. You got to do the work. <laughs> uh, the resurgence of racism and not, uh, sexual predators. Apparently, not great. The wrestling business. Yeah, not great. Not uh, those are not my favorite things. Um, I also would like to take this time to make a public service announcement to say um, if you're a dude and you feel the need to coerce, manipulate, drug, or, or physically force a woman to have any type of sexual relations with you, not only are you a dickhead, you should be burned at the stake. I hate you. Um, there is nothing good that can come from you breathing air. Um, you should burn in a fiery pit 
because if she doesn't want you, bro, she doesn't want you. Let her go, bro. It's okay. There's four billion women in the world. If one particular one doesn't like you, grow up. There will be others. There will be others. We've all had our heart broken before. We we get over it. We write the song Teenage Dirtbag and we move on with our lives. Like I wrote so many songs yeah. about girls that played me in my life. And guess what? Now they still don't give a fuck about me. But, <laughs> but in my mind, they're jealous. Right, right. And that's all that really matters. What really matters is that your mind, you can say, I got them. I got over on them. Plus, you can tell all your boys that she was crazy anyway. That's the way that... Isn't that the decent thing to do is just move on and tell all of your boys, hey, whatever happened to that girl you were talking to? Ah, uh, she's crazy. I moved on. Yeah, like, that is literally the go-to that dudes do. Like, I've not, I, 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 trust me, I know crazy women just like I know crazy men. Um, I'll be the first one to let you know if I think a girl's crazy. But a lot of the times, that is exactly what it is. Dudes will be like, ah, oh, that shit was crazy. Correct. Man. Meanwhile, it's like... He sent her like 45 text messages in a row that she didn't respond to. And he's called her like 87 missed calls when she picks up her phone in the morning. Like, yes. I, I got bored with her. Yeah, correct. Whatever it is yeah. you got to say, just say it. Like you can still say face around your boys. It's fine. It's totally fine. You can say face around your boys. Say whatever you want to say. Just don't be a sexual predator. Don't do that. That's not yeah. okay. Like, not acceptable. It's crazy so many dudes in the wrestling business, like, abuse the fact that, like, they're, they're like, oh, well, I'm your teacher, so you want to get to WWE, you got to do this. Like, what? Like, what? Like, dude, gross. Like, ugh, that shit is gross to me. Like, dude, if she doesn't want you, bro, let her go, bro. She doesn't. Like, it's okay, bro. We don't get everything we want. I want to be able to eat cookies and cake and ice cream and lose weight. It's not going to happen, dude. So you sure? Just like, <laughs> I keep oh, trying. I, mean, I haven't really tested the cookie cake ice cream diet. I wouldn't give it up. 100% sure. But just on my prior engagements with cookies, cake, and ice cream, I'm assuming that wouldn't work. I will tell you the last time I made the joke about drinking a ton of soda and losing weight, it didn't end well for me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't that. Oh, no. Oh. All right, uh, Brandon, best and worst for you. In, uh, wrestling? Yeah, in the, in the last, in the oh, last okay. week or so. The best? I mean, what what time frame are we talking about? Like this well, week? Well, you you've been on the last couple weeks, so yes, you should probably go oh, for the last week. It. Yeah, okay. AJ, I was just thrown AJ's off by had AJ a little bit of a longer uh, stretch of time in which to reflect on. <laughs> Mine's gonna be a big picture. I, I will say that's probably the best episode of Raw I've seen in a while. Um, I, I like where they're going. It feels like they sort of hit not a complete reset button, but a reset button in the structure of the show. I think we noted a couple of weeks ago and I, I thought it was a really solid episode and I, I would give them kudos just for making that three hours feel like, you know, I, I, I feel like there was a while where it was a little tough to get through a three hour episode of raw, but now it, it feels back on track to the way we would want it to go. And I, and I, I really like what they're doing with Apollo and, and MVP in general, I think has been very, very good. Been, he has been the storytelling really of that whole um, part of the show. And, and I'll agree with AJ about the triple threat uh, last night. It was really, really good. Um, worst. 
I think, you know, I'm trying to think of something bad. I haven't seen AEW this week, so I don't know if there was anything bad on that. I, I thought last week was fine. Um, I don't know. I, I, there wasn't anything horribly terrible. I mean, I I don't think maybe the Jeff Hardy thing is getting to the, that level of stale for me, but I, I don't think it's bad. Um, it's just getting a little old, but I don't know. I don't have anything negative to say, really, about worst thing i i I mean maybe you guys can help me remind remind me of something that was terrible but Uh, i I can't think i'll let aaron uh, before me aaron best and worst uh my best i'm very very intrigued by the three faces of foley thing they're doing with bray wyatt right now the idea of being able to go back and bring back cult leader bray I think there's great potential. I don't know if they'll hit that great potential, but I'm very intrigued by it, and I'm I'm very excited to see where they're going to go. Um, the worst is if you're already pulling the trigger on SmackDown women getting Raw title shot with no buildup at all. I'm a little concerned about the state of the women's division, especially if Charlotte's going away for however long, um, and we haven't seen Shayna and Bianca in like three months. So that that concerns me. Wait, who's who? Wait, who's getting the SmackDown? No, the Raw. Shot? The, Sasha's getting the yeah. Raw title shot. Well, I thought you said SmackDown. Sorry, I said no. SmackDown wrestler getting a Raw title shot. Right, they did the got swerve. It, got it, they got did. It. They did the swerve thing where she's a tag team champion. She can go on whatever show. That is she true. Wants. She's allowed to be on any show. Aaron, not sure if you're aware of that. That's that's the way that you can defend the titles on whatever show you want. So all right, whatever. There's no shows anymore. That's I mean that's just <laughs> the, the, the reality. Um. Okay, so like my worst is we're still dealing, and 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 AJ will jump back in quickly to try to call me a racist. Um, we're still dealing with the convoluted picture surrounding Seth Rollins, where like it is it is really hard to remember who's on whose side right now because we've we've moved the goalposts so much in the last month that unless you're taking notes, it's it's the average person. There's no way they can remember. <laughs> Between Umberto and um, yeah, I guess Andrade is separated from it now, so Andrade is not a part of that that problem at all. But that group of performers that we're talking about, it's it's very difficult to stay up on that from a week to week basis unless you're really paying attention because they've all just kind of been thrown in together in a jumble, and we haven't seen enough separation from that group as of right now. So to me, that's the worst. Is that it's 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 just sort of a Okay, here's all these guys, and I get that there's a good story that's being told between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. That story has been great, and involving Dominic, that part of it has been excellent. It's all the other guys that get thrown into the jumble that like just sort of seem like there's no separation there. Um, Do you know what's pretty great about that, though? If that's the worst thing on the show, no, I don't disagree that means with that. The show's been pretty good. No, I don't right? disagree with that. Right? I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Um, as far as best, first of all, and by the way, AJ's right. Of course, the worst is obviously the you know the other stuff. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> that's obviously the actual worst that's going on right now. Other than Aaron, it's who of course so is so wild to me. It's like, yeah. bro, yeah, yeah. How how did it? My thing is not even like, not even the fact that it happened. It's just like there's so many people that are like. Had to know. Like, there's so many people that, like, the situations with how crazy uh, some dudes have been to, like, female wrestlers they've been training or whatever. Like, 
other people were sitting there and they had to know. They had to. And, and it was just like, yeah, whatever. It's the biz. Like, that's insane to me. And I, I always see the world in a different place because I know that 99.9% .9 of humans on Earth can't beat my ass. So I carry myself like that. Mm. So, like, there are a lot of people that don't carry themselves like that and they let things like that slide. But I feel like as a man, you got to be able to stand up for people sometimes when they can't stand up for themselves. And that's terrible. I I hope that everybody who got in trouble because they got outed for some wild stuff that they did, I hope they never get a job again in the wrestling business. Well, and it, and it, I do think it goes a step beyond. Even sometimes where it's not physically threatening, it's just the notion of abusing, you know, like I, I'm I'm going to paint a picture where you can either do this or I'm going to prevent you from ever achieving anything or accomplishing yeah, anything. Yeah, which, that's some lame, weirdo stuff, bro. Like, grow up, bro. Like, come on. Bro. No, I mean... I really, I really hate men. Like, I do. Like, I... Like, I... I I am a man, and I'll be having my faults just like every man, but I would never, ever do nothing like that. Like, you got to be a sick. different type of I mean, you're sick, period. To, you're sick. Like that. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're sick, plain and simple, is the way that it goes. So, I, you know, I hear you. Um, and I'm also, I'm also, the thing that tripped me out is, like, like the Me Too movement was last year, right? How, it's, it, it's not how, it's more like a, a lot of women speaking out now, they didn't speak out, or some of them may have spoken out during Me Too and nobody paid attention. But, like, I was wondering, like, what brought it on to make it happen again if it didn't happen last time? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was hoping, I would have thought that when the entire world was doing the same thing, it would have happened then, but instead, wrestling did their own it, thing with it, which is cool, but it would have made these assholes, you know, they would have been not had power for a longer time. AJ, it's funny you say that, because I was just talking to Aaron about this. We literally talked about that on this show, um, and, and Me Too was actually two years ago, because I remember talking about it with people at Coachella the last time I was there, and I wasn't at Coachella for obvious reasons last year, hmm. and there hmm. wasn't one this year. So <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was like, you know, and it lasted sort of through the year, you know, April to April, I think, or March to March, or whenever the Harvey Weinstein thing first started, it sort of snowballed into everything else. And we literally had the conversation on the show that we were shocked that there weren't a ton of wrestlers getting caught up in that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, I, I do remember us saying, like, you know, with people like Ric Flair, who you hear story after story after story, not of, like, this, but I'm just well, saying... Well, some of it, some of the Ric Flair stuff is this, to right, be fair. Well, right, but because of the stories we hear that are borderline, we assume there might be worse or whatever. So it's like, if that's one guy, and we know how crazy the business was... Yeah back in the day with womanizing and stuff like that, we were, we were saying the same thing. We were like, wow, we're all the wrestlers that, you know, inevitably will come out. And it, it is strange, AJ, that it took, you know, a year and a half or so to really significantly impact wrestling. And, and it is important that we continue to say, like, we're, we're not talking about, the, like, have, sex isn't the problem. Like, sex will never, if you're having sex with, with consenting adults... 
There is no problem whatsoever. Have whatever sex you want to have. And, you know, maybe you might have problems in your personal life if you're having sex with the wrong people. Um, or, like, if you're, you know, married to somebody and having sex with somebody else. Like, you might have some problems in your personal life. But specifically, it's it's the predatory stuff. It's the and you know that's where this becomes where it, where it crosses into predatory behavior, and that doesn't always necessarily have to be directly related to sex as much as it um, can sort of dance around that, or just simply be about you know using your power to try to influence. And it's uh, yeah, I mean it, it's 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 I think it's an example of that there is how fucked up we have been when you say you hate men aj i think it shows the depth of how fucked up we are that all of the me too stories came out two years ago and yet there were still so many people who were either participating in the same actions despite the fact that it had been made very clear like this ain't gonna fucking stand anymore or there was still such fear from people to speak up about them because we're that fucked up as people that we would still you know attempt to wield our power and to diminish or say you know if you say anything we're going to cancel you like it, it's the, the depravity here yeah, is mind-blowing man <laughs> like it's truly mind-blowing how depraved we are um I, but i wanted to get to my best which is something that i i thought that uh like you know we've been talking about a lot aj like we did half the show last week about the randy orton moment right now which is really amazing. Like we have reached where a performer is this deep into his career and yet is the most significant thing happening in all of professional wrestling is doing maybe the best work of his entire career. Oh, and by the way, has started to figure himself out and do the right things and say the right things and, you know, like be a decent human being otherwise. Oh, no. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Randy Orton, man. And this is the craziest part to me. It's insane to me. Randy Orton is the perfect example of why I hate wrestling fans. And it's because Randy Orton, and obviously I don't, I'm a wrestling fan. I hate the, the, the smarky marks that pretend that their interpretation of something is actually how it is. Like the people that say Roman Reigns can't wrestle. Those people, right? Randy Orton is the same exact person he was 10 years ago. Randy Orton is the same person that feuded with Bray Wyatt three years ago. He's the same person that has been pulling RKO's out of nowhere and doing the incredible work that he's been doing in the ring for his entire career. It's just right now, for some reason, people like Randy Orton again. He's been the same. He hasn't changed. He, he won't change because he's one of the best to ever do it. And that has been the case since he was 20 years old. All right. Now, is he more matured? Does he understand himself as a man, as a performer, probably better now than ever? Yes, because that comes with time. But like, that's the icing on the cake. He's been the cake for 20 years. I, you're not that far off, by the way, than what we were talking about last week, right? Like, and I've—I I know you've been a Randy Orton fan for a very long time, and you've made that very clear th- where you stand with that. And I've always been a Randy Orton fan, but in the way that, like, I appreciated him. He was never my favorite professional wrestler, right? Like, I appreciated him. Um, I didn't like a lot of the stuff. I, you know, I, like I, people, people like <clears throat> Aaron pretend Randy Orton wasn't amazing. Because they put worms on the the mat 
at WrestleMania. And they were like, all right, I don't, very Randy Orton's not fantastic anymore because I didn't like how they did that. Like, shut up. I got to defend Aaron a little bit. That's definitely not what he... Perspective, but I do like but. the fact that you made him sound like the uh, the alien. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. Wait, though. you made I him still, sound like the alien. You perfectly did an impression of him as the alien from the first Men in Black movie, <laughs> like like the guy. You know the guy I'm talking about. What a like, reference. Like that guy. You completely Vincent did an amazing. Is, is that who? I think it was. I think it was Vincent Nofrio. I think you're right about yeah. that. That was incredible. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Well, you I'm what glad you to be Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, it's not bad. I do know Aaron's going to disagree with him though, so I do want to hear this. I mean, I'm not going to overly disagree with I think that, you know, part of it, is what Glenn was saying that I don't think AJ quite got is we're talking, you know, as far as Randy Orton as a person has clearly evolved a lot from the guy who shit in people's bags to the guy saying no Bro, black so lives do matter I and you're wrong. Randy, I, no, no, I, I know. I know. I'm saying Glenn I was specifically Randy talking Orton about this, though. In 2013 at a SmackDown and he was the nicest guy ever. I met him backstage with Tori Smith the same day I met The Rock for the first time. So it kind of overshadowed meeting Randy Orton for the first time. <laughs> but when I met him, he was the nicest dude ever. And even back then, people would be like, who's the nicest guy you met when you're in WWE? And I was like, oh, honestly, probably Randy Orton. And people were like, what? And I'd be like, yeah, Randy Orton was really cool when I met him. He was a really nice guy. And people were like, Randy RKO Randy Orton? I'm like, yes, dog Randy Orton. Same guy. He's a nice guy. I mean, and part of that is, again, he has matured because there were plenty of stories to the contrary in the first, you know, decade of his career. Even not that long ago that we definitely heard him use the N-word while he was playing video games. Not great. (laughs) Like, not great. Not ideal. But I do appreciate it. I think that is. Like, we feel like we're watching the evolution of a man at the same time as... I guess what I'm saying more, AJ, is how many people are still doing work this good, this deep into their career? And I'm not. No, spe- that, that's a, that was one thing I, I, that I wanted to say about Edge and Randy Orton. And humble brag here, uh, I'm friends with Edge. We text. Oh, um, holy and, shit! Uh, uh, like it was. I've told him I was like, bro, the fact that at, at your age, after taking nine years off, you've been doing it this long, you come back and you put on a classic not only was it a classic match but it was billed as the greatest wrestling match ever and like that's so much to live up to and they delivered like was it the greatest wrestling match ever first of all there is no such thing like it's all subjective but no but we all like, agreed we all it, did agree last was, week was that it, it was a, a five it was a, star wrestling it was match? a really good yes. match no question no you're really really damn right it was yeah it was <laughs> yeah. a really no good match doubt about it it was a five star wrestling match and I'd also like to take the time to point out that people on the internet love to say that they used they used the 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 crowd noise because we weren't good in the crowd. No, you idiot! It's the same reason why they pumped in Howard Finkel's voice yeah, to do I'm, the intro yeah. at the beginning. It's because the intention of it was for it to be quote unquote the greatest wrestling match ever. So they put the crowd noise of what would be the greatest wrestling match ever. On top of the match itself, you morons. But here we go. I didn't read anyone say that, but if they did, they're really dumb. <laughs> yeah, I've read my mentions were littered with it. But people are really dumb. We know people are dumb. People are saying, oh, we can tell that no one in the crowd is a wrestling fan. Like, oh my God, dude. Like, oh my God, bro. bro I've been to more WrestleManias than you've been to Raw. Shut up. <laughs> 
you've got a streak about as long as the Undertaker's at this point. And we know you're the only one because there wasn't nobody there this year. Um, yeah. So I've been, to, I've been to five WrestleManias in a row. Would you want to see Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam this year? Absolutely. Do you think that... Absolutely. Why you, wouldn't you? Do you think that Randy Orton... Here's This is a genuine question we had last week. Right now, do you think people would boo Randy Orton if we were in arenas? No. I don't think so either. I don't think <laughs> no. there's a chance. But they never booed... That's the thing. They never booed Randy Orton. He was always a heel that got Mo, scared. he 100% got booed during the Daniel Bryan thing. Okay, so one time ever. I mean, that was like a last... whole, that was like an entire year. That was like six well, months. It was it was always you you could boo him when the music comes out, but as soon as he hits the RKO, it's overwhelming cheers. Yeah. 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 He 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 got booed for 6 months in the last decade. <laughs> I, I, there, was, there was something I wanted to a point I want to make about Randy Orton too. But every time and I turn on my microphone, he, and he only got booed because of who he was going against. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, downtown Annapolis is burning to the ground because there was about nine fire trucks in a row, and I couldn't oh. turn on my microphone oh. to talk. Oh. Um, I wish I wish Randy, all of those people well. Jeez. The other point I want to make about Randy Orton is I think that he there's two things going on with Randy Orton right now. He's obviously performing at a high level, but they're also booking him the right way, and that is an important part of this because I think. Most of the eye rolls about Randy Orton were when he was booked against John Cena 18 times in a row or whenever he was, you know, the authority when that got stale. He was always a part of something that people got sick of and it wasn't necessarily him or his performance or his fault. It was what he was associated with. And I think because he's being used the way he's being used right now on top of everything else, it's. A plus, A plus, A plus. Eh, I mean, there's, I mean, there's probably truth I to mean, that. Him getting out of the authority, isn't that what led to the greatest RKO ever? Of course. Get, no, the, the getting out of the authority was good. I mean, the part where he was in it for, for a long time before the face. I'm, I'm not saying I think that. I'm saying the reason I, I think that the quote-unquote internet wrestling people are all of a sudden like, look at this awakening of Randy Orton is because I don't think sometimes people can separate those things. And I already know how I'm going to, how I already know the exact manner in which I'm going to take my first RKO if he'll allow me. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I can't tell you. It has to ah. be a secret. Oh, ah. damn it. I just, just know that it will be out of nowhere and it will be pop, pop, pop city. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, look, Brandon, I, I do think that it's also part of it is that it falls into other tropes that we know that like wrestling fans play into, which is, you know, you didn't, you didn't, your work your way through this. You didn't pay your dues and other kind of like wrestling fans and that, and that stupid stuff too. Right. right correct. That, but undoubtedly that played a role in it as well. And again, like I, I'd say, I always appreciated Randy Orton, but Randy Orton was never my favorite wrestler in 2020. Like, I'm not telling you that like. You know he's above Daniel Bryan or he's above Kevin Owens, but he's performing better. Like he's performing, not maybe not better, but at that level, he's of that level that I think of him in that conversation. Um, which is, as you said, it's a moment. It's definitely- remember that I told you this five years from now, Randy Orton's going to be on the Rush- Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. 
Yeah, but I, we, you and I have had enough debates about that that I'm not sure <laughs> we want to do that <laughs> again right now. I he, get it. You think Bruno San Martino deserves it over John Cena? I'm saying, has to be. did Bruno San Martino ever star in a Fast and the Furious movie? Well, that's a fair <laughs> point. You do make a fine point about that. Or in Daddy's Daddy's Home too. either. I don't think that he was in that one. You know what the funny thing is? is ever since we had that debate a while ago, like my Mount Rushmore has changed. And John Cena uh, actually isn't on it. Oh, who, who did you boot him for? Flair. Flair, yeah. We didn't have Flair in any of our rush wars, which was probably yeah, a mistake. I, I, dude, Ric Flair still matters in pop culture in 2020, and he wrestled in NWA in the 1980s. I got to remember who like, I had on mine, because I can't believe I didn't have Ric Flair It was, uh, you had... Bruno Rock. It was San Martino. You had both Rock and, and Austin. Austin. Yeah. Yeah, mine is Rock, Austin, Hogan, Flair. I had, I think I had Bruno, Hogan, Austin, and Cena. Oh, you got you, you got Hogan on your your uh, Mount so Rushmore. So Aaron, Aaron, were you so. trying to space out the eras? Yeah, like we, yeah. If, I, I basically if, said if I, Teddy uh, Roosevelt could be on the real Mount Rushmore. I yeah. thought we were taking those I, I monuments down. Said, if you were the guy in your era, you're not on my Mount Rushmore. Well, then how can Bruno not be the guy? <laughs> I had him on mine. Anyway, um, AJ, I thought we were taking those monuments down, man. I thought that's what we were doing here. Yeah, good luck. I thought, I thought we were taking down our monuments to Hulk Hogan. I thought that's I, the way that I it worked. I would love for Teddy Roosevelt to come off Mount Rushmore. I've suggested of late that if, if think we're... think they could turn Teddy Roosevelt into Obama or no? They <laughs> <It> should. <laughs> I I said recently if we if we um if we can pull down the Christopher Columbus statue we just replace it with one of Eddie Murray's afro here right like that's the that's the play like we just celebrate Eddie Murray's afro that you, way you I heard, heard that uh, I heard that uh there's a petition of being signed that thousands of people have signed. Hey, it. hey guys, I gotta go. Oh, goodbye, Brandon. Goodbye, Bye, Brandon. Bye, right. Brandon. Love you. I, I don't. I hope everything's uh, all right. I'm a little bit worried uh, about that. There's a petition to be signed to change. Uh, Guy Fieri, uh, because of Guy Fieri, uh, they're trying to change it from Columbus. Oh, to Flavortown. It's Ohio. The, imagine to Flavortown. Could you imagine not wanting your city to be named Flavortown? Could you imagine <laughs> that? But in in wrestling, there actually is a petition to change there in Pittsburgh the Christopher Columbus statue to a Bruno San Martino statue. Who thinks that's a bad that's idea? Sick. Except for AJ, who doesn't want Bruno San Martino <laughs> on Mount Rushmore. I just said that's sick. He's a better I, Italian. Let's just call it the way it is. Bro, like if Bruno you showed out the garden like 170 times, he has all my respect in the world. But if you're telling me that I get to pick four wrestlers that I think have had the biggest impact in the wrestling business, I would pick Flair, Hogan, Rocks, Austin, bro. I would, and I would not feel bad about doing it. <laughs> I, I got I got nothing to say about this. If I, got I, I slapped you in your chest right now. What would Aaron say? I mean, I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. You know what? Rethinking it, I I don't know who my fourth was, but it definitely. I think right now I would say it's Bruno Flair, Rock, and Austin. I think those would be my four. And I'm I would going back and taking Hogan off. Yes, taking Hogan off. I have learned. I am tearing uh, down the racist yeah. monuments. I have learned. <laughs> That's We're not man. putting them up anymore. We're not doing that. I don't know. Some of us aren't that racist, AJ. Others of us, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Man. Uh, <laughs> 
everything else good with you dude like um uh i i guess we can't really say anything like as far I as got a, i got a super secret that i can tell you off the air Ooh, we might end and we need show. to pause right now uh well what else do we need to cover this week what else do we need to cut here's the problem uh just so you guys know i'm on vacation next week so i don't know aaron if you have access to a studio i don't know it's also probably a, not it's also a holiday week so i don't really have a problem with us saying we took a holiday for once because i'm pretty sure we never fucking have in the history of this show <laughs> i'm pretty sure that we have just come in and done shows on every holiday forever so i'm okay with us saying it's a holiday week we might have take the week off because i'm on it's vacation. holiday and it's it, it's between pay backlash and extreme rules yeah, yeah yeah i think we'll be all right if that just ends up being the case although oh man uh, jonathan coachman was supposed to join us this week he messaged me today and asked if we could move back to next week i'm like ah that's terrible timing terrible timing so i'll see if we can't work something out with that uh, what else do we need to cover? Because we don't have to go long on this week's show. I'm okay with that. We don't have a pay-per-view this week. We don't have anything like that. I'm okay with us not going long. I'm good. I was going to say, there were a couple little things. Like, you know, I'm actually glad that they didn't just say AJ Styles was traded to SmackDown for nothing. They made a move on the other side. That's true. They got Dolph Ziggler. Pretty good. And they, and they got Robert Roode, who I yeah. totally forgotten. It's really funny that they just pretended like... That they were still tag team partners and they hadn't been tag team partners in some time, but sure, I'm good with that. I mean, I, on board, I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, we're getting Keith Lee, Adam Cole next week. Cool. Yeah, again, it goes back to what I said. Like Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. Fuck my, you know, my erection is amazing, right? Like it's it's through the roof. Now, I I don't usually you know I don't love champion versus champion matches because it either subtracts a title belt or means we're getting a false finish like that. It it just works that way, and I I don't love champion versus champion matches. Can, can I put a can I put money on Karrion Cross coming out? During yeah, I mean, that like match? I, I think we can we can bet on that, which is fine. Like again, it's it's fine. I think we I think we all know the likelihood of them you know crowning Keith Lee champion on a Wednesday night is slim. Like they would say but that it's the Great American. It is the Great bash. American Bash. That is true. Yes. It is amazing. By the way, I'm totally for going forwards. We we did the in your house. All of the NXT takeover should be named after old WCW pay per views. I, no I mean, they me. already have war games. Yeah, yeah, got, they have war games. Get Halloween Havoc. I, I got. I'm, I'm all in for Halloween. Havoc. I got no beef with that whatsoever. Okay, I got, let's get Starcade. Let's get you know. Let's just start turning all of them the takeovers into WCW. I, Halloween I Havoc. Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Guerrero versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Could you imagine Eddie Murphy versus Rey Mysterio? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, that would be awesome. I would like to see uh, that, Eddie, that too. If it's Eddie possible. Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc is literally the night I fell in love with Rey Mysterio. It's. One of the greatest matches of all time. It really is. Unquestionably. Unquestionably one of the greatest <laughs> matches of all time. There is no debate about that. Uh, in fact, some people call it the greatest wrestling match ever. This is the and greatest A lot show! of people in Mexico call it that. Actually, <laughs> no that is doubt. true. No doubt. Uh, oh, by the way, there's actually a fire in Brandon's like, complex. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, uh, that's crazy. All right. Um, anything else that we needed to cover? Um, I mean, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho might be the greatest wrestling yeah, match ever. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. That was dope. Orange Cassidy's amazing, and I mean, it's it's two great performers. You know, it's we we definitely deserve that in life. So I'm on I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. All right. Um, why don't we just call it? Why don't we just call it so AJ can tell us um, his super secret stuff and you guys don't get to hear it? Ha, 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 fuckers. We'll know and you won't. Um, anything to plug? Uh, yes. Uh, my social media, at AJ Francis 410. 
course, at uh, Brandon Linton for Brandon, who had to bail because he had to go take care of a fire um, <laughs> at the Aoster. Anything, anything you want to plug? Eh, no, not really. Okay. I don't know. You're involved with things. I don't know what you plug and what you don't plug, man. Like, come on. I'm not involved with things anymore. Uh, Everything shut down. Uh, you know that. All right, all right. I thought you were still doing one of them. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. For Aaron, for Brandon, and for... The main event. Fit, 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 fit. Mm, mm, mm. I think he's got one. There it is. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. <laughs>